I got another quick one. A little quick for me. Wrestling story. I mean, I'm not one of those guys that's got a ton of them, but I think if you have ever dabbled into professional wrestling, you probably got a story or two. And I got a story or two. So, I'll, you know, I'll bring them from time to time when they pop in my head. But, hell, I can't remember the year. It ain't like I'm a professional that does research and, you know, things like such. So, I got to remember off the dome. I want to say this was, what, 2017? Maybe 28? I don't think it was 2018. Maybe 27. No? Screw it. I'm going to say 2017. I wrestled for a promotion called the NWL. Stands for National Wrestling League. And it was a professional wrestling company started by a man named Major Basin. And that's his legitimate name. I mean, as far as I know, because when I got hired on, I looked him up and, you know, saw his background. He was in California, had a tech company, sold the tech company, made major bank, no pun intended. Maybe it was, I don't know. And he got money. He came to the Midwest. He is, he owns like blocks and blocks of Kansas City, Missouri. And he decided, hey man, I got all this money. I'm going to put it towards wrestling. And look, I don't know. I never talked to him about his level of fandom. But, man, you got to have something in you. If your mindset is, let me throw my money in the professional wrestling. And, hey, I got a little money off it, so I, I appreciate him for it. But I, I get a call from a friend. Now, keep in mind, at this point, I hadn't wrestled for years, man. I, I mean, I, my last real year of wrestling, consistently at least, was like 2008. And this is 2016. If it started in 17, this had to be 2016. And my dates might be off, like I said. But in this range, in this time frame, this is probably around October um, that I found out we were doing this thing. And that I was going to be a part of it. And I'm forever grateful for that because... Like I said, I hadn't wrestled in seven, eight years, like consistently. So to get this shot with a company that's legit trying to do some, some <laughs> no pun intended, or, you know, major things. And, I mean, he was trying to do a TV deal and, and running the, the, the Scott Trade Center or the Enterprise Center now. Um, he was doing big things, man. I, I literally went to the bathroom. I went to a different show, and I was at the Sky Trade Center, man. And I was using the restroom of the standing variety, and I'm looking straight forward, and I see a poster for the National Wrestling League, and and I remember standing there. I can't remember what I was doing there at the time, what I was watching. 
But I remember seeing that sign, man, and I'm like, oh my God, what did I get myself into? This is this is some major stuff right here. And <laughs> I get on um I was my first time I dabbled with the uh the fabled and much talked about steroids. And I I'm you know because I'm fat as hell at this point, man. I'm like the most I ever weighed up at that point in life. You know, that's the most I ever weighed. And all of a sudden, I'm about to, to put on freaking spandex. I mean, this was a big operation. We I went to a Kansas City Chiefs game, and I met Major for the first time, man. And, I'm, and I go to this suite, and he's got everybody that's working in NWL there. And it's, you know, it's the person that's working on costuming and they've got a straight up like storyboard of the costume ideas and and I came up with a character name which was Emmett Dubois it, it, it was a rich man and, and they I mean this is some serious stuff man somebody made my gear somebody made everybody's gear I had costume gear for when I wasn't wrestling like this was the damn man I can't escape it this was major, bruh. And so I, you know, I did what I had to do to try to lose this weight, man. And But the thing about it is things come with that. So let's fast forward. I've already, my confidence is already on the low end because I haven't done this. And then on top of that, I am on steroids, which does two things builds your confidence up because you feel like king of the world with all this testosterone running through your system but it also elevates whatever feelings you already have so if you got anxious feelings you got some really anxious feelings now and the first show that we do in st louis because the shows are split between st louis and kansas city i only worked on the st louis shows we're down at the casa loma ballroom down in the St. Louis city and we have to have our license to wrestle in the state of Missouri. So I go and I do all the blood work in the weeks leading up and I get to the commission guy that night and he's like, uh, well, you're missing this piece of information. So long story short, I can't wrestle on this debut show. My wife is there. My kids are there. It's all this anticipation and excitement, and I ain't going to be on this show. So, shows go by, my confidence is even lower, because I can't show Major and anybody else that's office there that I can do any work. So, they build up this feud between me and Coco Rumble, and if you've ever seen the professional wrestler named Sugar Dunkington or Suge D. This is Coco Rumble. And now, understand, I know of Suge D. I know of him. I've seen him. heard of him. seen him on stuff. And I'm like, I haven't wrestled in eight years. So we go and do this deal where I am scared to wrestle because I don't have, you know, we're doing this to one, prolong this feud, and two, 
I can't wrestle yet because I don't have the commission stuff. Finally get that straight. I'm doing something with Coco Rumble. It finally happens. I'm going to bust him in the back of his head. I got a manager and, and that's going to help me bust him in the back of his head. And we're going to throw this man through a table. That was the plan. Pick a man up. Put him through a table. Sounds simple. It was anything but simple. I get in here. We do this. We Okay, two things now. We tangled up. I crack him in the back of the head. I'm picking this man. Actually, it's three things. <laughs> the plan is I crack him. Power bomb through a table. All right. Remember when I mentioned I ain't done this in eight years? And also remember when I said I was on steroids? Well, let's add on the fact that I'm also, I've never thrown a power bomb. Now, I've done one in different style, but not one where I had to pick somebody up from the ground like I'm. Diesel or Kevin Nash back in the day and then finish out this power bomb. I've never done that. So I pick this man up. He goes up with the speed of light. This man flies up because remember when I said I'm on steroids, I'm picking him up as hard as I can. He's jumping up as hard as he can. So we just, we break the fucking sound barrier and he flies up over my head. That ain't how a power bomb goes, bro. The momentum is literally, if we went off the momentum that came off that pull and jump, he's going flat on his face behind me. So now I got to catch this man in midair. I stretch my arms back like freaking stretch. Armstrong ends up. I am tearing my labrum in both of my shoulders as I'm doing this. And I'm trying to straighten this man up. And now we teeter-tottering across the damn ring. And he's he's got on tassels and shit. And I'm going back. And then I go to the little bit of strength I got left because this man is hanging on by a thread in my hands. Just literally the spirit of freaked outness, the scaredness is the only thing keeping this man up in the air and keeping me from falling on my ass. And I go forward. I go to slam him. I hear a bloop. And that's not the sounds you want to hear. When you put somebody through a table, you want to hear a, a blue bloosh. I just heard a bloosh. Because I'm blind as well. I mean, I got a big ass human being, you know, in front of me as I got him up in the air. And now I'm hoping he went through this table, but I hear the bloop. I look over, all I see is Coco Rumble, <laughs> heels to Jesus, as the term goes. I see tassels, I see hair, I see no broken pieces of table, as this man is rolling over this table. And I'm like, oh my God. I hear people in the crowd, oh, that's the worst sound you can hear when the crowd go, because that means they making fun of you because you didn't botch this spot and I'm like oh my god oh my god what do I do 
And Kenway, Matt Kenway, who is my manager, he's there, and I just got to think quick now. So we had a plan earlier where we were going to do a power bond where he picked him up and put him on my shoulder, which is what my dumb ass, who ain't wrestling in eight years, should have done. But no, I wanted to do it because I wanted to look strong when we started this feud. So now I got egg on my face. But luckily, I don't know how I thought of this. My character was meant to treat Kenway's character like trash. He's like my man's servant. And so I'm like, okay. I shoved him. I was pissed for real because I just blew a humongous thing. But it played off nice because I could push him and treat him like crap and say, hey, pick him up, put him on my shoulders. <laughs> so we picked this man up, we put him on my shoulders, and I put his ass through the table, okay? Sigh of relief comes over my body. Kenway helps me out, bails me out. Good man he is. And we finally get Coco Rumble through the table. I go to the back. I am already demoralized. I'm like, I've gone two, three weeks. I haven't been able to do anything. I finally am able to do something, and I blow it. My confidence is in the doo-doo turds. I'm just, I go back here. Now I got this rich man. I've never really met a rich man in my life on a personal level. And the first one I meet is now looking at me like, you should have put it through where we can have saw it on camera. It's a hard cam that's there, which means it's a camera that does not move. It stays in the same spot. And that's the one you see when they zoom in and zoom out and you get to see your face and look all angry and whatever. That's the camera they go to. That's the money camera, right? That's the TV camera. And I had to put him through this table in a way that you can see me put him through it you can see my face you can see my reaction you can see him hit well i'm used to non-televised shows or shows that are streamed but it's on that hard cam and it's one distance and you're not playing to it you're playing to the crowd it's an independent show so you're playing to the crowds you're not playing to the tv audience but this was meant to be a tv show so he's pissed at me because now i'm in survival mode when i hear the bloop and he rolled over this damn table. So we do what we do, but we don't do it in front of the hard cam anymore. Because we had to set the table back up. So he's pissed at me. Oh, I don't care about the table not breaking. I just used to do it on hard cam. And he kept doing it. I'm like ready to jump off the Casa Loma roof before I ever even saw him that night. And now he's literally on me two, three, four times. As the show is still going, I'm sitting around peers who have, like, destroyed their bodies over the years to get an opportunity in a money-making company. And I got here after eight years of doing jet, except managing some show on some shows and stuff like that. So I got all that in my head. None of them treated me bad. I just remember seeing Marty Bell... She's a, f- a female wrestler that you've probably seen if you follow pro wrestling. And she just looks at me and just shakes her head and pats me on the shoulder. And I'm like, all right. It's a happy enough ending to this. 
Um, Coco Rumble splits. Coco Rumble leaves the company. Now, I've heard different reasons as to why it didn't work with his actual nine to five job schedule. But I still have a big part of me that thinks once I put this man through that table, <laughs> he was like, I, I don't get paid enough for this shit. And he bounced. But I got my confidence up thanks to Matt Fidget, who I had a match with like a week later. And I knew, I mean, I knew this was like when I had to show out on, man, to even show my worth at all. And shit, when you don't even think you had any worth in it, it's harder. But, man, Fitchett carried me through a great match, man. He's a good dude. He's a good dude. Um, But, yeah, man, that's that's my story. It, it's hard not putting... It's hard to put a man through a table. It looks easy when you see cats do it every night growing up. But it's definitely hard. And it's nothing like having a millionaire... Or whatever in there. He had a lot of millions, I'm guessing. <laughs> Looking at you with the fire of Hades. But, uh, yeah, that story came to mind. Hope you enjoyed it. I try to think of some more as I'm driving home from different places. And I'll throw them on there. But, yeah, I will talk to y'all some other time. Don't put people through tables unless it's a Buffalo Bills fan. They like that, apparently.